Welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I left academia about one year ago to become a scientific editor for grants and manuscripts and an editorial manager for a science website. I'm Ian, and I've recently left academia to move into a science communication, editing, and publishing career. And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about two years ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery. We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter at each stage. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Clady, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And Ian. Hey, everybody. Hey, you see, we're getting better at our introductions now. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, today we were thinking about um, discussing how, even though it doesn't really matter in which stage we are on our recovery, if we are thinking about leaving academia, if we already left, uh, or we are in the process of leaving, it's always uh, some uncertain how satisfied you are with things that are happening in your life. So, in a way, we wanted to focus on how do you find what makes you happy? Yes, that's what we'll talk about today. (laughs) Well, I seem to remember that this is kind of inspired by some tweets that you had, Clady, the other other day, the other week, where you were talking about, like, jobs and finding out, you know, if you're, like if you're satisfied with your current job or if you should be looking for something else because maybe there's something else out there that'll make you more happy. Um, Yeah, exactly. Or whether or not you should stay where you are because, um, you know, you are happy or, you know, you enjoy what you're doing or you have some mastery of it, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, no, exactly. I I was, uh, I tweeted about that and there's a lot of people that, uh, answer and with the same uh, feeling of not knowing when uh, when to stop you know yeah. when it's time to keep moving and when it's time to stay where you are and improve what you have mm-hmm. and and that is uh, I, I don't really know exactly the answer to this question I think that is a philosophical one in a way of um, how do you know that you want to go for something else or you should go for something else or you should just stay where you are and improve what you have and I guess that this can be like in my specific I have in my, I've been out of academia for two years and a half, so um, I am in this stage of my life, but this could be also kind of like, even to make the transition, you know, like how do you know if you should uh, move into a new outside of academia career or you should stay uh, where you are and 
and what is happiness in the end <laughs> like wow that got really like meta, like metaphysical there at the end or philosophical at the end yeah i mean because i've i've had similar conversations with my husband when i've talked about like making career decisions and stuff and like how do i know that i'm on un- like if i'm unhappy right now or if i'm just bored and i want something to change right um so i mean one thing i mean we can we, we talked a little bit about this with the hello phd episode mm-hmm. so go back and listen to that everyone if from the first episode of the second series because we did cover a little bit of this in the saying you know like if you're not enjoying where you are right now um like you know and sort of whatever that might mean to you then it's probably time to start thinking about moving on right and uh you know i hesitate to say i mean and like you know if you're just bored like that's not the worst thing in the world like Mm -hmm. if there's more things than just that every so often it's like oh i'm bored like all of a sudden like you know, if there's more things than that, because, like, good things come out of boredom, right? Like, I, I mean, guess. I, I say this as, like, a creative person, <laughs> so. Um, like, you know, like, writing and, like, you know, it, that's the bored times are when you, like, you know, square circles and, like, figure out solutions to things that you've been, like, trying to rec- work out forever. Um, yeah, but sometimes it's not boredom. It's just, like... Um, you can be, what if you think that you should move mm-hmm. and, but then you don't really know what will make you happy. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I don't necessarily think you'll ever know. Like, I mean, I just moved six months ago and, you know, am I entirely happy all of a sudden? No, because, I don't know, Chicago is a whole different beast and, like, getting to know this city and living here and, you know, my apartment's still not really fully set up. Like, I finally decided after nine years it was time I retire my plastic dish rack. I'm going to just ditch it for a new one I bought on Amazon the other day when it gets here. And, like, that's going to make me a little bit happier in mm-hmm. this place. Like, I, I, I just, I already know it. I'm like, you know, because the one I bought, like, it's you know, the mat under it's going to look nicer. Mm-hmm. And, like, the rack itself is nicer and I think fits the space a little bit better than the one I have and brought with me from New Hampshire for some reason. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, like let go of that nine-year-old piece of plastic because it's gross and dirty and like it's not going to get any cleaner than baby you know, steps you can yeah. make it. So, you know, like this is like a small trivial example, but you know, it's it's things like that. And like, I don't know, like there's... My local, like, I can't go too often because it's expensive, but, like, you know, I, I live in a neighborhood where this this place called Longman and Eagle, which is a whiskey bar slash fancy restaurant that is really good. And I'm like, you know what? I can see myself going here pretty regularly, and that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, there are things where I'm like, oh, I still have a handle on a lot of stuff, right? It's like, there are things that would make me happier, I think, because it would make me feel more stable. Like, there are things, just, like, life-organizing things that I genuinely have never been good at. Like, getting a handle, a complete handle on my inbox and <laughs> not taking on too many things and, like, <laughs> you know, getting on top of, like, finances. Totally me. <laughs> and there's, you know, 
I, I mean, but the thing is, like, things I am doing are genuinely, you know, starting to be pretty satisfying mm-hmm. to me. Like, a friend of mine sent, like, a thing for me to edit, and, like, I just, like, you know, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll take a look at it and see what I think and make some suggestions. And I just sat down and did that on a Friday night uh, and <laughs> sent it back to her. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, here you go. And, you know, like, I, yeah, and, like, I'm doing more editorial work um, with the Postdoc Association, and that's getting to be pretty satisfying, but intense and scary <laughs> at the same time, because it's a lot more and more responsibility than I think I've ever had before. But it's also, you know, like, I don't know, like, people have, you know, there's things that have I've sort of grown into that are, that are extra that are making me happy. And, like... Yeah, so it seems that you were in a good... Uh in a good way that you started you jumped out of academia and then i think that you had this uh transition period where you were not really sure if you it took you some time to let some things go as you were saying of this nine-year piece of plastic that you had (laughs) uh so you still carry it with you you don't know why but you did so there are certain aspects of your previous life that you were not ready to let it go but now it seems that you're kind of like okay i am embracing this new life and i'm grabbing this all those changes and uh you're welcoming everything with open arms a little bit yeah i mean the thing is like i mean there's things like you know it's still like oh i'm still pretty socially isolated even though i live in one of the biggest cities in the united states right i mean probably the world even right i don't know where chicago ranks but definitely like major city right yeah and um you know it's not like everything is 100 percent perfect right it's not but like, you know, I'm starting to get more satisfied in the work that I do get to do. Like, I mean, this last year, like, I mean, without me knowing, like, I recently found out, like, I do some editorial work for a botany blog um, that's published by one of the botany journals. And, like, hey, two of my posts were, like, the top posts of the last year or so, like, oh, that cool. I edited. So, yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, I did good. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> We will need to add uh, a intro before we curse in this episode. We, I'm sorry if you have kids. <laughs> yeah. Strong language warning. Strong language warning. <laughs> anyway, the uh, but yeah. So you know, I I do think there's a thing of, you know, I have a sense of growth and a sense of options, which I think all sort of increase happiness as well. Yes. Because like you know, if I lose my day job tomorrow, like I don't know, there might be possibilities for me that I could figure out elsewhere. Yeah, this is one of the things that I liked the most when I left academia. It's just like, whenever you are in academia, it seems that your path is one. And if it doesn't work, you are left like in the trash and you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do because there is just that path. And and whenever you're out of academia, it's kind of like, okay, if I lose my job tomorrow, um, there are other possibilities. There are other things that can happen. And and it doesn't, of course, it's scary and I don't want to lose my job. But if it happens, it's not as terrifying as it was before. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. 
Right. I mean, because, like, another thing that's, you know, again, like, that I think would sort of marginally increase my happiness is if, like, oh, I need to update my career documents and I haven't for quite a while. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to sit down and really do that. But, like, it's a, you know, it's just, like, this bit of admin that it's, like, you know, I mean, again, like, it's a thing of averse, being averse to, like, talking about myself and writing about myself in the positive and just, like, yeah, so I just haven't done it. But, like, it is something that, like, oh, yeah, I have, like, a current resume out in the world that, like, I'm not actively using for anything, but, um, because, like, I have a job and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just nice having that, like, oh, yeah, it's maintained and it's there and, like. You know, there are those things in the background that can, I, I think, really can, like, drag down, you know, oh, how yeah. your sense of happiness, right? When you were talking about the dish rack, there was somebody over the New Year's that on Twitter, like, tweeted out asking people, like, what is the, I can't remember exactly how they phrased it, but, like, what is the, like, small change that you've made over the past year that's brought you the most happiness? And for this particular person, it was the phone charger in the bathroom, <laughs> So yeah, she, yeah, I saw that. She so. brought a phone charger into the bathroom. <laughs> no like, judgment. No, a dedicated phone. A dedicated phone bathroom, charger, right? like, the, like yes, like it was that's... a phone charger that she left in the bathroom, and that had improved her life immensely. And um, like okay, and I mean it's <laughs> not for me, but I mean there's other people. Like no judgment. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, look, I, I mean, try the experiment. It might marginally, it might improve your life a lot. If, you know, you may not even be aware how much this will improve your life. Right. Like, like so, I mean, it won't there. for me because <laughs> I don't have an outlet in my bathroom. But, um. <laughs> well, it might, go, it, will, yeah. it might work for me because if I, if I have a dedicated charger in my bathroom my phone will be there and then i won't be on my phone so i will be more productive <laughs> working and not checking the phone <laughs> yeah i don't think that's what she was using it for but somebody else no, had responded so that either. they had gotten like fancy bottles for their um like shampoo and conditioner and body wash for their bathroom for their shower mm-hmm. so like they didn't have to care if um like, they bought, like, the cheap stuff from Target or whatnot. Like, they could put it in fancy bottles, and it made them feel really luxurious. Um, right. Somebody or, else... I mean, another one, mm-hmm. yeah, for me. Sorry, I can... I, oh, no, but, bread, like, it was but, those like, type of things that made them happy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I buy fancier pens than I need mm-hmm. for, like, just writing and notebooks and stuff. Cause, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's just... Mm-hmm. I have a very... I have my fancy pen here. Yeah, I guess that we all have all those little things that make us happy. Um, But I don't think that that's exactly what I had in mind Mm -hmm. when I was thinking about the topic. I was thinking about more like a philosophical way of um, being satisfied or aiming for something more. So that's kind of where I was, I wanted to go. Because, of course, there are a lot of things that make me happy uh that will not make ian happy and or amanda and and that's and that's very personal but um i'm more thinking about how we deal with that because sometimes um and i've wrote a blog post about that that um i had a friend that he was uh kind of criticizing me about how oh you have this you have this you have this and what else do you want you know kind of like 
your life is so good why are you complaining <laughs> and, and and I was not complaining it's just like I kind of uh, have this feeling that although I feel happy and I like where I am I always feel like I could do more and I could go somewhere else and maybe I wonder if it's uh, if it's just an ambition thing or if that's the thing that the grass is always greener in the other side you know and you want to go there and check it out because well, it's <laughs> right I mean there's bound to be some of that and it may be ambition but I, I, I mean I do, do think there is you know a sense of like well something's missing and like you know mm -hmm. I've had this for you know ever right it is just you know like this feeling that's like yeah there's just something not right in life like I'm not you know like it's it's not even necessarily not feeling whole because that's not what it is. It's just like, you know, yeah, this isn't optimal for me. Right. Like um, there's, some, like there's, there's some tweak you could make or change that you could make and right. it would be better. But finding that change is kind of. Right. Finding what that is is, is really difficult. Yeah. Like it's a little bit, I, I mean, like, you know, limited technology maybe, but it's, um, you know, like the idea maybe like people are a little more like, orchids that are very particular about where they grow <laughs> and when and like you know they have to like orchids have to have like a partner fungus to like get going in life and even grow and flower and thrive like they need very very particular conditions and the way like they sort of in favor their odds is they just produce billions of tiny 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 seeds so like you'll never find an orchid seed really hmm. um, oh, I didn't know that. and yeah, so, like, that's their strategy, like, these tiny little dust particles, and, like, in a way, like, leaving academia sort of just opens up an entire world to you of, like, new possibility and trying things. Um, hmm, yeah. And, and you know, like, you just have to figure out, you know, how to bring more of what is optimal for you and to thrive than, you know, than less, right? Because, yeah, because, like, I mean, a lot of orchids, like, I mean, they also... They also have to live on other plants, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's amazing that, like, orchids are alive and survive. Like, it's... Um, and they are so really... pretty. Right. They are. Yeah. And so, you know, some of this is just, you know, I think there is, like, you can... Because, like, I have a sense, like, just things are missing. Like, I was telling somebody about this, like, you know, like, me being, like, basically a permanently single person as far as I'm concerned um like, it's like yeah like, it would be great to like date somebody but like i just like i don't see how that's ever going to ever happen for me um it's yeah and you know like i, I mean i don't know what the failure of imagination is and again it's not like a thing of like oh i need someone to complete me it's not that it's just i think it would be nice <laughs> right like mm -hmm. it would just be i think it might be good for me to find that in life but do i know how to get there from here no like not a clue and um yeah so like but the thing is like you know maybe i've increased my chances now that i live in a major united states city i don't know um hard to know but mm -hmm. you know like there's things like that right that it's just hard to know where how to fill the gap or even where to begin um and like the thing is like it, you know it's like oh we'll just start dating people well that's no <laughs> Right? Like, that's, I, I don't think I'm even there necessarily in terms of that. Like, it's like, well, how do you even go about doing that? Like, that's, yeah. 
Well, you are living in a bigger, big city now, so the pool right. is right. much larger as well. Definitely larger than in Hanover, New Hampshire. Yeah, for sure. So if you are open to do that, I guess that uh, you need to just just right. like I, I unquote mean, <laughs> uh yeah. try to do the the first step and, and yeah, get I mean, out of overcoming there overcoming a thing for me of like you know i just meet very few people for like the average i feel like right it's like i feel like more people most people meet more people than i do in a given month <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh it, then you have to do a serious effort about like okay this is kind of what I want and I don't want to sound like right. a dating advice here but <laughs> you just mentioned like I don't know 10 minutes ago how you were doing some work on a Friday night and I sure. I heard I listened to that and you were saying that you were happy and I listened to that and I thought to myself I don't think that I could be happy doing work at Friday night and I'm rarely at home on Friday night <laughs> well, well it wasn't just Right. I mean, it wasn't just like, I mean, it wasn't just doing the work. It was, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm helping a friend of mine do some writing, right? It's, you know, like I'm helping her get her voice out into the world. Well, like, you could do that on of, Saturday like, morning, on Saturday afternoon, and still go out on Friday night and try to meet new people. Yeah. But and then, right. Where do you go on a Friday? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even people. know. No, right. no I, I kind of understand. I kind of understand where you're coming from. Um, one of my best friends moved last year, actually, to Chicago. Um, she and her oh, yeah. and, and her husband and kid and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I think we talked about this. But in the um, Midwest. Yeah, so she moved up there. And I've been kind of, like, in the market for a new friend, I guess, is the way to mm-hmm. put that. Because, like, you know. It, sure. The older you get, the more difficult it is to make friends. I have friends. I'm not like you know a recluse, total recluse. <laughs> um, but I understand what you're saying. Like you know, how do you like? How do you meet people? Like if you're going out on a Friday night, like where do you go? Like do you go someplace by yourself? Like so, I kind of understand where you're coming from with that. It just like it does not fit in my wor- model of the world to go out by myself someplace. Like, and just choose at random on a mm-hmm. Friday night. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I understand that. Because that would involve talking to, meeting new people and talking to people. And those are both things I tend to avoid in my day-to-day life. So. Right. And the thing is, like, <laughs> I know how just me going out on a Friday night goes. I don't talk to people. <laughs> like, even if I am out. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's not my model for meeting people. <laughs> It just, it can't be, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I need to find something else. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, yeah. That goes into what being happy is different from people to people and how you meet new people and how you interact is different from people to people. I'm the person who takes the book to the bar and reads. So, for people who are listening to the podcast, Ian and I are talking about this and we're both like, yes, of course, nodding along. And Clady's sitting here looking more and more confused, like... (laughs) How do you, like, why, like, how, what, you, how are we the same species? Like, she's got this look (laughs) on her face. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why would you not talk to people when you're out? Like, why would you actively avoid this? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like, I try not to say anything because I feel like, oh, I, I don't know if I'm, uh, I, I feel like I'm, every time that I do the, the those like personality tests, mm-hmm. um, the, all the other things kind of range and vary, but the extroverted, I am 100% extrovert and this, the thing, it doesn't change. So I... I have no problem with going somewhere and sitting in the bar and then I just start, start talking to the person that is right next to me and then after a while uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know I, I talk to people and, 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 and if they don't want to talk to me they just don't but then I don't know I, I, I'm just like this and and I must tell that um, so it's different but some things uh, this is not um like being an extroverted and going out and meeting people uh, it's not the the solution to everything as well like I am single as well and in in the other hand like I feel like um, I was listening to the podcast to the the black goat podcast and one of the hosts um, she is newly like she broke up her um, relationship and and she was telling how um, she started to feel more secure after and and how her friendship uh, her friends were more important how things and and that's and I was like Jesus I think that that's kind of how I feel right now also I'm I'm like I'm terrified about dating but not because um i don't want to yeah not because i don't want to talk to new people it's just because i'm afraid that it's going to work and and then and then i'm vulnerable and i'm not Mm. confident and i'm not uh i have my freedom i have my everything and 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 although I, I think that as Ian, like, oh, it will be good. It will be nice. I feel that kind of. But I, I, I'm I more like, oh, my God. But then I will not be able to do this. I will be not be able to do this. I will, and then I'm kind of like, no, 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 no. And, and I wrote a blog post saying that I wanted this year that I was going to be more open to everything. And this is something that I'm going to try to be and and it's tough it's tough it can be tough be an extrovert yeah, <laughs> as well absolutely it, it, you know being any one way in the world is not the solution to being happy necessarily um like i mean and i guess here's what i would say about this too is it's oh, like going back to the orchid thing and an orchid needing a fungus that you know is like the right species for that orchid seed to be able to thrive and grow it's like, yeah, you have to find your fungus. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like not everyone's going to be a great partner for you. And, like, you need to find the right one, right? Oh, I'm going to so... piss off at you compared him to a fungus. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> I'm a fungus and he's the orchid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But it's like it's not wrong. Like you know, it's like for the right person. Like yeah, they're gonna help you grow, and they're gonna make you happier. And you're gonna make them happier, and 
you know, it's a symbiotic <laughs> relationship. <laughs> oh my god, Amanda is going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that this this episode turned into like a dating advice. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. well, I mean, we're just talking about like social bonds are important to humans, right? <laughs> yes, they are. So uh, yeah, and like in terms of whether it's a friend or romantic or whatever, like I mean, you still need to find your right people, and you know, like. I mean, I don't know, like, people have written books about this, and, like, there's a math to it, right? <laughs> of, like, you know, it's like, yeah, I forget what the advice exactly is to the algorithm, but, like, you know, you're supposed to try to meet a bunch of people, and then, like, about a third of the way through, choose the person who is better than the last person that you met. And that's when you stop. <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah. I, it, I might, maybe I'd be explaining this well, but, like... So, like, to maximize your chances of finding a very satisfactory partner for whatever, like, you meet, like, the advice, like, mathematically, the way this, the way you maximize your chances are, like, you're going to date a bunch of people in life, right? So, like, you know, if, if it's, like, you know, like, say you said, I was like, oh, yeah, if it's 30 people, about a third of the way through, if you want to, like, optimize your chances of finding the best partner for you... Like, and it's, it's still probabilistic, right? So it's not like, oh, you found that person. Like, no, no, no. It's, you found, like, the optimal person based on the mathematics. It's about the third of the way through you stop and choose the, like, the next person who is, like, better than, like, basically pretty much, like, the last person that you did, you threw by the wayside. But how do you know if you are a third of the way through if you don't know when it's going to end? Do right, you have to, like, and you act, don't. Like a priori, decide like thirty people. And like you sort of like you sort of like yeah, you set like a uh, right exactly. Like you set like a number for you, and then you know like and the higher the number, like obviously the more time it would take and the more challenging it would be. But um, anyway, like the math works out that way. But like again, like that's not like perfect formula for happiness it's just you know mathematically this is how you optimize your chances right it's um and like again like as far as i know no humans actually decide things that way precisely like it's a mathematical model of like an idealized situation and like there there's a lot more factors than you know, and, like, I'm sure there are people who have, like, spreadsheeted all this out and, like, figured it out, but, um, yeah. Oh, I think that, uh, someone tweeted that when I was talking to, um, Baby in Attach Mode, and then, but it was not a, to dating, it was kind of like whenever you give yourself a, a certain amount of time to do a decision and then if it's like 100 days you pick up a, a one third and then you study the situation and then after that you just trust your gut and right. and don't think too much and just go with whatever right and i mean i think like a lot of happiness is like you have the ability if you have the ability to experiment so, like, you know, like, I'm technically, I guess, experimenting with a new dish rack that's going to arrive tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll see how that goes. Um, 
it, you know, like small, but like it's, you know, like if I'm not happy with it, I can like probably send it back to Amazon or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, but the thing is like with the partner, you cannot send your partner back to Amazon, right? <laughs> not that I know of it. <laughs> no. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Again, what kind of partners are you getting? Well, like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you can break up with them right and then like you find somebody else like i mean i know that's like flippant and like it's more complicated than all of that but it's um you know yeah it's not you know like yeah i mean again like it's yeah but then you break their feelings and then you feel like shit so right it's but complicated you, like, you find the better person for you right you know like ideally right it's yeah i mean you know like you try to be as generous as you can but like if somebody's not going to work for you they're not going to work for you or they don't work for you then in life and you have to move on um at least i think right yeah like this is true like this is not just romantic relationships right this is like professional partnerships and your job and yeah no I, i guess that we can apply that to anything and um to your career and where you want to go and yeah you can kind of like experiment and then try to okay maybe i will try this new career to see if this one is my fungus (laughs) (laughs) but then maybe it's not so that you just go to another one but uh it's um i guess that uh, bottom line and and jokes apart, I feel like uh, human beings are complex, and yeah. we are always in in transition mode. I I feel like we're always changing, and maybe what makes us happy today will not make us happy in two years. So it is way more complicated than just finding happiness happiness right and i mean again like that's why there are like twenty six thousand species of orchid like it's <laughs> like they're a diverse like family of organisms just like humans are so how many um, how many funguses for each <laughs> there's a lot like no like there's a lot like, i don't know but a lot more right there's a lot more fungi out there than orchids for sure yeah, I guess that we should uh, finish this episode before Amanda has a real heart attack because she is super red and she cannot stop laughing. <laughs> so thank you all for listening and we all hope that you find your own fungus. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week. This week's Recovering Academic is sponsored by Scientific Dispatches Consulting, an editorial service for scientists. They specialize in helping you tell your research story clearly and concisely. Scientific Dispatches offers consulting, editing, writing, and presentation preparation services. You can find out more and schedule a free consultation at scientificdispatches.com. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic Podcast. 
Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps other people find out about us. You can tweet the show at recoveringacad. You can also find all of the hosts on Twitter. I'm at Lady Scientist. I'm at Dr. Underscore PMS. And I'm at IH Street. We're also on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash recovering academic podcast. You can find all of our episodes and subscribe to our newsletter on our website at recoveringacademic.net. And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the ivory tower.